The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. Going to get to the Broncos win, what they did right, what they did wrong as the Broncos beat the Chargers 20-13 to on a road home game. Uh, it was kind of a weird atmosphere there, but of course that's what we've come to expect from Los Angeles as they try to make their transition away from San Diego. Uh, lots to get to on this podcast, including a couple unsung heroes as well for the Denver Broncos. That all coming up. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. And of course, our podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14 was up in the rooftop this weekend. And man, it is just a great place to hang out. And I tell you what, even though and I'm not going to say it because I don't want to actually uh, bring it upon us, but the chill is coming, if you will. Um, you know, temperature is going to get a little chilly. That's okay, though, at Tap 14 because that rooftop, it is heated. And I tell you what, you go on up, to, it's kind of got a nice little feel to it. It's a heated rooftop, but you're still outside. You still get that crisp, clean air that Colorado brings to us, and it's just tremendous. And then, of course, you got all kinds of great, well, 70 Colorado brews on tap, and, of course, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Just a tremendous selection. I mean, you see the menu, and you're like, whoa, everything's here. It's crazy. Tap 14. Love our friends over there at Tap 14. That's up on the rooftop above haters. Go check it out. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap14.com. So this Broncos team, they get a win 20 to 17 against the Chargers. Look, a great win for the Denver Broncos is obviously a, it is Vic Fangio's first career win. It is their first win of the year. It's their 500th career franchise win. So this has been a team that has, really, uh, look, they've been trying to snap the streak for a long, long time, dating back to last year. They finally do that, and there's a couple unsung heroes because of it. I want to get to those unsung heroes here shortly, um, but but first, more so in talking about the game in general, I thought it was a nearly, I have to, I have to paraphrase it with a little asterisk, nearly a complete game for the Denver Broncos. I think, unfortunately, their one breakdown in special teams, their missed field goal, as well as some awkward punting, uh, a fielding at least, was was really unfortunate. Special teams played a, a pretty poor role on Sunday. But when it comes to offense and defense, I thought it was a fairly complete game. Look, this offense uh, scored points. They moved the football. They ran the ball to the tune of six yards per carry. Offensive line, another little nice performance by them. And certainly... Uh, they should get a lot of credit because at the beginning of the year, this was an offensive line that, look, they were getting called for holding. They were, um, you know, allowing sacks to Joe Flacco that were just uh, unexcusable. And now all of a sudden they're starting to play well and they are winning up front. And the Denver Broncos are really getting a major boost from them for that. I've always said you win the game in the trenches, you're going to win that game nine times out of ten. And Denver is winning in the trenches. So credit to that Broncos offensive line. Uh, but I mentioned the Broncos running to the tune of six yards per carry. That's uh, opening up some of the deep balls or that play action, the play fakes. And Cortland Sutton hooks up uh, from Joe Flacco on a 70-yard touchdown. Nice little, uh, well, about 25-yard play before Cortland Sutton breaks two tackles. And then all of a sudden, he's gone to the races. So 
You know, you're starting to see the deep threats come into a play. Even in the very first throw of the game from Joe Flacco, a nice little play fake off of uh, Philip Lindsay and Jeff Hireman out there in the little seam. And and I tell you what, gets a nice little pickup. Uh, I think it was, what, 26 or something like that to get that game started. So, look, this is a team that they can air it out when they need to. Yes, Joe Flacco had an interception. It was not great, but certainly this was a game that managed well and obviously really leaned on the run game and Phillip Lindsay just getting yards in gobs. He is such an important part of this team's offense and Phillip Lindsay getting it done again. Did you know that guy went to Colorado? Did you know he was a Denver native? <laughs> he was undrafted too. I don't know if you knew that. This guy just absolutely getting it done and Phillip Lindsay another star game. Hey, your offensive MVP, if you will, of the game from the Broncos Blitz podcast. Now, we turn to the defensive side. Of things where unsung hero. I mentioned the unsung heroes. How about Alexander Johnson? Look, this is maybe the first true middle linebacker the Broncos have seen in a while. Uh, you know, when you think a true middle linebacker, I'm thinking Al Wilson, you know, somebody who's just ready to lay the boom, lay the stick, but um, really can kind of patrol that middle field. Alexander Johnson, good body on him, physical guy, but. Showing he can play a little bit of pass coverage as well, too. Alexander Johnson with the interception. Quite frankly, he straight dropped his second interception on Phillip Rivers. He was kind of hiding out, and Rivers was just not seeing the the big old Alexander Johnson roaming in the kind of middle secondary there. And look, nice little game from him. Also had a lot of great tackles. He was in on the run game and certainly became a key cog with Mike Purcell in starting that run game. I mentioned Mike Purcell because he was the one active as opposed to Adam Gotsis. Gotsis, more of a pass-rushing defensive lineman, straight up, well, a game day inactive. That's tough for Gotsis, but look, uh, certainly an adjustment made by Vic Fangio that worked. This was also a team that saw a lot of great play from Kareem Jackson. Look, uh, the the Chargers became a one-dimensional team very, very quickly. Denver was up 14-0 before you knew it, punched the Chargers in the mouth. Chargers got to go more towards the pass, Green Jackson in on a ton of plays from in the backfield on a blitz to the Austin Eckler rejection at the goal line. Kareem Jackson says, no, no six points for you, buddy. And I tell you what, nice little play on that goal line to stop those points. And then all of a sudden, look, it's 17-7 going into halftime. Chargers get the ball, and maybe they're riding a little bit of momentum. Maybe they start to figure things out. Maybe that's a different ball game, but instead... Kareem Jackson stood tall and a nice little sprint to the edge because I honestly really thought Eckler was going to get there, but uh, Kareem Jackson with a nice little, well, say no standoff and uh, really put the wall up and Eckler fumbles through the end zone and that's all she wrote. So great little play by Kareem Jackson who has been a nice signing by John Elway and that Denver Broncos team since he joined the Denver Broncos. He's really played well in several games and um, really one of those that maybe not getting as much attention because he's just not making the flashy plays. But look, Kareem Jackson has been a tremendous signing for the Denver Broncos so far, and it really paid off in dividends against the Chargers. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. I want to tell you about one more unsung hero who had a lot of pressure on him on Sunday because of, well, what he used to do versus what he is now being asked to do. And it's a big change. That's next. So again, Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. I talked about one more unsung hero on defense. And 
That's Malik Reed. Look, this is a guy who back in July I was tweeting about. He has been disruptive. He is in the backfield constantly. Maybe he's not getting the sack, but he is pushing his offensive lineman into the quarterback. And, you know, I think this is a big benefit to Denver because, look, when Phillip Rivers is this stick quarterback who wants to stay in the pocket, you know, he does. he's not going to run around. You're not going to see Phillip Rivers go, you know, waltz around like Marcus Mariota or Patrick Mahomes. Okay, well, that benefits Denver greatly because now Denver doesn't have to worry about the consequence of going all out towards one spot because they know Phillip Rivers is going to be there. Different dynamic when it comes to Tennessee and Kansas City. Those, of course, the next two opponents. We will get to that later in the week on the Daily Broncos Blitz podcast. But when it comes to Malik Reed and winning his battles, he is getting there. And I tell you what, there were several times where I saw 53 in the backfield really putting a little bit of pressure on Phillip Rivers, and Rivers was needing to throw that ball away quicker. Von Miller also doing the same way. Look, Von Miller's been kind of the kryptonite nightmare for Phillip Rivers. This is a guy who has really wreaked havoc on the Chargers for a majority of his career, and there were several times. In fact, I think it was Von Miller who was pressuring the quarterback, and when Phillip Rivers threw that football that was a little bit too high for his intended receiver, gets tipped, and then, of course, right into the hands of Justin Simmons for the Broncos' first turnover. So, look, this is a Denver team that, when they're firing all, on all cylinders, they can be a team that only allows single-digit points and scores upwards of 20, 24 points. And that is a recipe to win on the road, at home, any day of the week. Remember, the Chargers often scored six points. Okay, Their offense scored six points, and then they get the seven points from the punt return touchdown. I mentioned special teams a little bit earlier. Special teams was very shaky. It was certainly not a great day. Uh, Deontay Spencer catches some punts that he just should not have. Philip, uh, excuse me, Brandon McManus misses the field goal, that 54-yarder. That Look, 50-plus yards, that's a tough kick. But I think if you ask Brandon McManus, he'll tell you he should make that nine times out of ten, really ten times out of ten every single time for your Broncos kicker. Plenty of leg on it. It was just an accuracy thing. That is the problem with Brandon McManus and those longer field goals. It's never a power thing. It's just more so an accuracy thing. Uh, and, and then on top of that, look, this is a Denver team that allowing the kickoff or the punt return, you just can't do that. You just can't do that because that's a great way to swing momentum your way if you are the Chargers. A long play wrapped up in points that gets, uh, you know, look, the the opportunity for uh, your Denver, uh, your your defense per se, to be a little juiced. Maybe they make a play when they go back out, and then all of a sudden you get the uh, offensive ball back, and it's a one-possession game. But I will say this, for a team that could not close against the uh, uh, Bears in Week 2, they could not close in Week 4 against the Jaguars. And quite frankly, maybe you should argue they didn't close well enough to tie the game against the Raiders and against the, the Green Bay Packers. Look, they were in all these games. They were they were involved towards the end in all of these games. They could not get it together towards the end. Denver had a brutal third quarter, brutal third quarter, where they don't pick up an offensive first down. Obviously, they allow the uh, long touchdown on the punt return, uh, but no points. And they get an opportunity to shut the door on the Chargers with their second-to-last drive. Of course, their very last drive was just the kneel down, so you really don't count that, I suppose. But their last drive, they get an opportunity. They get three points out of it. Uh, Joe Flacco takes a very ill-advised sack on second down, 
And then Philip, uh, I believe it was second down. And then Philip Lindsay makes a tremendous, tremendous 13 yard run on third and 14. Now, it doesn't get the first down, but what it does do is it makes that 54, 55 yard field goal of Brandon McManus a 46 yard field goal, 44 yard, field, a lot more easily, a lot more attainable. Uh, Brandon McManus shakes off the boogeyman and uh, well, nails it right down the middle, and New Denver Broncos up by two possessions with about two minutes left, and that's essentially your ball game. So this is a Denver team that, look, they have they have shown that they can run with some of the better teams in the league. Look, that Bears defense is no joke. The Packers are no joke either. They're 4-1, and one, and a lot of people think they may be the best team in the NFC. And on top of that, this is a Chargers team that a lot of people at the beginning of the year picked to go to the Super Bowl. They're now two and three, Denver one and four. And look, all of a sudden, you start to get things together. You come back home. It's Tennessee. Tennessee is not exactly the most scary team in the world. Okay. And if this is a team that can knock off Tennessee, all of a sudden you're two and four. And who knows about the health and status of Patrick Mahomes? I mean, maybe that's something that affects that week. Who knows? So a lot of things changing for this Denver Broncos team. I've said this time and time again this is a week to week league. You know, you have to evaluate. Everything week to week, it's all situation by situation, player by player. It's so unique. It's so different. That's what makes it so compelling, I think, for a lot of people and why they love this game. But week to week, look, it's a good week for Denver, and they are set up now to where they should be able to take care of business. This is a take care of business game. At home, coming off a win, knowing you absolutely need it. You absolutely need to start collecting wins when you can, and Tennessee is no world beater. And look, uh, containing Marcus Mariota is going to be the big thing because, as I mentioned, this is a team that did well against Phillip Rivers, okay? Somebody who just sits in the pocket. Problem is, that's not what Marcus Mariota does. Marcus Mariota is going to run around if he needs to extend the play, and that's where things could break down. So certainly going to be interesting to see how the Denver Broncos counter that. That, of course, is something we're going to be discussing all week long on the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. We are just about done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. I do want to congratulate Vic Fangio on his first career victory as a head coach. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast as well, too, that is also Denver Broncos 500th franchise win. So, Congratulations to the franchise. A very nice mark to meet. I don't know why we like round numbers as human beings, but we do. And the Broncos get 500 on Sunday against the Chargers. Vic Fangio gets his first career win. But, you know, I think Vic Fangio will be the first to tell you is that, look, you you win one. That's great. But uh, 24 hours later, it's time to focus on the opponent and Tennessee as they come to Empower Field. At Mile High on Sunday, they bring a nice little running attack, passing attack, not so much. But Derrick Henry, King Henry, as they like to call him in Tennessee, has been very effective this year. Denver's going to have to try to slow him down on Sunday. We'll be covering it, of course, with the Daily Broncos Blitz podcast. You can check that out at milehighsports.com. And, of course, anywhere where you get a podcast, so Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you may be, Stitcher, go check it out. Just Google Mile High Sports or the Broncos Blitz podcast with me, Ronnie K. You can check me out on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, or you can listen to the radio show at Ronnie K Radio for more info. I'm always tweeting out about the radio show. 
which is Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. on Mile High Sports. And, of course, with that, uh, that being Mountain Standard Time, if you are local here in Denver, that's on the FM and AM dial, 104.7, 1340 a.m. And then, of course, if you particularly like the uh, radio show, you can listen to the archives at milehighsports.com for any previous show I have had where players have joined us and coaching. Um, We've done a lot of great stuff with the radio show, and I hope you join me every single morning, 7 a.m., Monday through Friday, Mountain Standard Time. We are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. A quick little post-game reaction a day after. Give us some chance to digest the thoughts. Loved to see a lot of the unsung heroes from Malik Reed, uh, Alexander Johnson really start to step up. Kareem Jackson really playing well. And then, you know, particularly on offense, how about those How about those guys up front? You know, the offensive line, they did pretty darn well. They uh, certainly made it a little bit easier for Joe Flacco, and they opened up some big holes for that run game. And if they continue to do that, Denver's going to win a lot of games. And uh, credit to that offensive line. Took a lot of heat a couple weeks ago and uh, really showing some uh, showing some grit through the adversity as uh, they get the win 20 to 13 over the chargers. Now one and four trying to get to two and four. I guess the Tennessee Titans this weekend at empower field at mile high. I am all done for the Broncos blitz podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. Of course, if you want to find more info on the Broncos, find it at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com and all the great things we got going on from player profiles, discussions, interviews, news, audio, player interviews, a lot of great stuff over there at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports. See ya. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.